0: It's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Evelyn, Kathy, and Carrie. Love talking today about the story of Carrie Brinketer.
1: Thank you, Gavin. This is Evelyn Davidson in the studio of here, the beautiful studio of, of The Bridge in Austin, Texas. And lots of exciting things are happening in Austin right now. Our Austin American Statesman, which is the local newspaper, is running this contest and talk about a nomination period for the very best of Austin. And I'm telling you, folks, I am voting for the bridge. And one of the things I have is radio stations. And so you, if you're interested in doing that, you can go to the statesman. Uh, it's called it's statesman.com backlash contest, statesman.com backlash. Backslash. Whatever that thing is, <laughs> <laughs> I'm off today. And contest and and name the bridge is your best radio station, Miss Carrie. Do you know that that um, we are, we got our our part is on the way. Is we to be totally AM and FM in in another five days. Five exciting? days, Miss
2: yes. Evelyn. That's fantastic. So now our listeners can listen to the bridge on eleven twenty AM as well as one oh one one. FM, wow!
1: So and There's one coming other up. little uh, sprig that goes out there that covers the Marble Falls area, and we don't talk about that a lot, but we really are huge. This station has grown in every direction. And I am so glad because, you know, we've been in this little gap of, of making... Uh, major changes in, in our broadcasting and everything. And, but it is so exciting to be here be here with you uh, and hear uh, your story today. We have done Kathy's story. We've done my story two or three times because we live in gaps in life. You know, a gap is something that is either contained or it's wide like a river.
3: Mm.
1: And it will take you sometimes where you don't want to go. But also, God's grace is like a river. It'll come no matter what kind of gap, you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. gap you're in. God's loving mercy and goodness and kindness can clean it up and make you the river of life. And that's my preaching for the day.
2: <laughs> well, I tell you what, Miss Evelyn, it it. It is absolutely a joy to be here today. Friends, this is Coach Carrie Brinkater and I am thrilled to be talking to you guys today and to be here in studio with my beautiful friend, Miss Evelyn Davison. And of course, on the line, joining us from Boise, Idaho, we have our beautiful friend, Kathy Ann Hi, Kathy. Hi,
4: ladies. So glad to be on, uh, on the line this uh, this morning or this afternoon with you, 2 p.m. on a beautiful Saturday in Austin, Texas. And you know why the bridge is the top station in Austin, Texas? It is because they are Texan through and through. <laughs> I love the Texas voices and the values um, and the very essence of the station. It's all about... It's all about Texas and, um, I love it that the bridge just continues to get bigger and better and bolder.
2: Well, that's very true. And I'm excited about that contest. So, so friends, go to Austin Statesman and vote for the bridge. We have been in a series here on Love Talk talking about gaps. We've looked at many, many huge biblical figures. Like Moses and Joseph and David and Nehemiah, and we've watched them and we've taken encouragement from them. We've also looked at some powerful biblical women, with Ruth and Esther. We've talked to our great friend Anne Wilkes, and we've heard Kathy's testimony. And today, well, friends, Ooh, we're going to take up. <laughs> that's right, step into the gap with me. And I tell you what, there was a time, friends, when I created. um a chasm for myself, and the Lord met me there. I was not God's appointed place, and I was not in God. I was not God's appointed person, and I certainly wasn't in God's appointed place, and I certainly wasn't being used for God's appointed purpose. But the Lord met me there, Miss Evelyn, in that wide, deep gap that I had created. Before we get to my story today, Miss Evelyn, tell us what's been going
1: on with you in your world. Well, we've just been real busy. i wrapping up things for National Day of Prayer and. This week we had a wonderful uh, time with our first lady uh, and uh, Miss
2: Cecilia Abbott.
1: It was beautiful. I'd never been to the
2: governor's mansion, Miss Evelyn, and I, I was like a, just a little kid, just gazing at all the beautiful things and how they've preserved that mansion that was mm-hmm. built in the 1800s is just phenomenal. I mean, it's Several renovations plus a fire ten years ago. And the the place is beautiful and so many artifacts, so many so much history it's there. It's a history
1: lesson. Absolutely. It absolutely
2: wow. was. And Miss Cecilia Abbott was so gracious and so wonderful. She even brought her little dogs in at one uh. point. Well, <laughs> they're not little. One one golden retriever and puppy. Cake. Pancake, Yes. So cute. The golden retrievers, they were dirty. (laughs) You know, it's so funny. They
1: asked me to lead in prayer uh, after, you know, all the visitation and Mm -hmm. the food, which was marvelous and all that. And so I prayed for them by name. And then when I got to the name of their daughter, I couldn't think of it. And I said, a daughter and also pancake. That's right. You
2: did. (laughs) You did. But your prayer was beautiful, Miss Evelyn, as it is always. And I know this week you're delivering the new... Um, Good News Journals mm-hmm. that are out for July and August, August, right? And so be looking for those in the local HEB um, and uh, other places around town. We think with
1: this issue we'll hit 70,000. Oh, my stars, Miss Evelyn. Yeah, wow. it grows every month. In fact, we had people down in Bastrop that just bought, just sent us money to buy them, and we don't sell papers, but to get them distributed. You know, when you look at your life, and we're going to do, do that today with you, uh, Carrie, you see all these gaps where, you know, you think God's not working, not doing a thing. Here I am down here all by myself. Or we think, boy, I don't need Him. I got everything I need. I'm going to do it my way. So, as we begin to talk today, and and Kathy is on the line with us. Good morning, Kathy.
4: Morning. Okay, I'm sitting over here in Boise, Idaho, just being so thrilled for you guys that you guys got to go and have a a beautiful tea at the Governor's Mansion with um, the uh, First Lady of Texas, Cecilia Abbott, and um, I'm delighted for y'all, and the, a little bit of tinge of jealous <laughs> that I couldn't come down and be there as well, but I'm just enjoying a fantastic summer up here, and um, girls have been having a great time volunteering at Vacation Bible School, and Faithy, my youngest, has been volunteering in the baby room, so she gets to hold all those little infants and change their cute little diapers and have a fun time with them, and Jordan's over busy in the craft room, uh, teaching the older kids how to build and construct and be creative. And Aaliyah, my oldest, she has spent the whole summer uh, earning money. So she's been doing babysitting and house sitting and any extra jobs that she can pick up. She's going to be uh, going on her senior trip this year to Europe. And so she's trying to work as hard as she can, as many hours as she can to save money for that trip.
2: That's awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me, my kids are working vacation Bible school this coming week and they both wanted to work with the preschoolers. So, so uh-huh. I'm so excited for them and of course I'm the game lady. So I have all the elementary kids and they they come through my station and we play all kinds of games. Of course, what else would I do? Of course I'm the game lady. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That's, that's right. You are. Well, friends, we are so glad you've joined us today for our our just our Our continuing series on gaps. And we're in a battle today, friends. The big question is, where is your heart today? And what are you saying yes to? Who are you saying yes to? Is your heart broken? I I tell you what, there was a time in my life that my heart was broken. And friends, I didn't even know it. And we want to step into the gap for you today. And I, I created some almost impossible situations for myself. Today, I'm going to tell you my story and how I created unhealthy gaps for myself Yet God met me in those low places. It's a story of false courage, failed connections, and forgiveness and change. Kathy,
4: thanks, Carrie. Yeah, I'm so excited to step into this and and hear everything that you have to share with us because, I mean, I I you know I've known you for a number of years and I always see this uh, beautiful woman who has it all together, perfect mom, incredible coach always with a smile on her face, and, you know, I mean, you're the person that everyone wants to be. I mean, well, you and Evelyn, (laughs) obviously, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so such an inspiration for so many people, and so, you know, our listeners um, have been listening to Love Talk many for years, and listening friends, we just thank you so much for how faithful you've been to our program and so we we do realize that there are new listeners, Carrie, and and they just don't know you, and 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 we're so we so appreciate you being willing to share your story, and not just the beautiful parts, but those challenging parts, those parts that, um, you know, are a lot more comfortable if we just uh, lay covered up and we don't share. And one of the things I love so much about you is that you. Are willing at at the right time, at the right moment, with the right person, to share very transparently and be very open. And um, I I know that I've never actually heard your full story, your full testimony from from start to finish. But I'm so excited that today we kind of get to learn about how God changed you and took your. Kind of your your girly goals and gave you greater goals and I know some of those maybe girly goals were not beautiful goals and um, so I, I want to start off though laying a good foundation Carrie help us to understand in order to help us to understand your whole story let's talk about your beginning and and how you how you were brought up how you were reared
2: well I grew up in a Christian home I have the most fabulous parents on the planet they they are awesome. And they were great mentors, great leaders, great examples of faithfulness and honor. And I was brought up in the church. I actually became a Christian in first grade. I was about six years old, and I very, very vividly remember asking my teacher to come to my baptism, and she did. And I remember my baptism and I, I remember all the things that went along with that. And if you know me well at all, you'll know I don't have a whole lot of memories from my childhood. So whenever I do remember things, they were important and they were big. Um I I was a as I grew up in school, I was a great student, but I was a very, very hard worker and I was driven and as Kathy said, I was super friendly. That's just my nature. I was a rule follower. And I probably was a bit judgmental of those that didn't follow the rules. Um, that's how much of a rule follower I was. I saw things as very justice oriented. Well, he broke the rules or she broke the rules and there should be a punishment. I mean, that's, that was my personality. Um, and, and, friends, I, I can't wait to tell you more about kind of my, my rule-following ways uh, when we return from the break after these messages. We're so grateful and thankful that you're here with us today on Love Talk. We'll continue with my story of false courage, failed connections, and forgiveness and change. Change when we return to Love Talk right after this.
5: From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV, and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626 or 986 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Ad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is
0: really no longer a trend. It's a reality, and it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com. Or simply Google Christian SEO Company, and you'll find them in the first position.
5: Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow. These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith, 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
1: Thank you, Gavin, and thank you to all of you, uh, especially our partners that make it possible for us to be here on Sunday, on Saturday, and sometimes on Sunday, one of the things that through the years that uh, we have been so blessed with, uh, and we, as I mentioned, I think maybe a week or so ago, in um, in just a few weeks, we'll begin to celebrate our 34th year with Love Talk, and for a woman (laughs) to give uh, that much time uh, for uh, radio... Uh, that's just a little bit of a bonus of what I grew up with. My dad had a radio station. And we all have our stories. And we're talking today to Carrie Brinkater, who is a magnificent coach, uh, worldwide winner <laughs> of girls' basketball. And uh, Carrie, you know, before we get into your start to be, uh, I don't think you've ever done this before, have you? I've
2: never had the courage or the opportunity maybe taking taken the opportunity to tell my story from start to finish. And this is really only part of the story that I'm going to tell today, Miss Evelyn, um, this kind of scratches the surface of kind of the journey that I've taken. And I guess I don't want to get emotional. Um, but I, I guess I've been, um, embarrassed mostly to tell just what a deep, dark pit I was in. Um, I've told bits and pieces of my story over the years, many times. And I've used bits and pieces of my story in my life to help mentor young women. Um, And I know that the Lord allowed me to go through these things for a purpose. And the purpose is to help others. 100%. And as, as painful as these things are for me, And as embarrassing as they are for me, I know that if one person hears this and can go, oh, my gosh, that's exactly where I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. And I can help them and help them to show them the face of Christ, which is the only way that I got out of this rut. um, Then then it was all for good. And I don't have to be embarrassed and I don't have to be ashamed um, because Christ has turned this ashy, ugly place into something that's beautiful. So so friends, I, I, Kathy was teasing me during the break because, you know, even though I was super friendly in high school and I was voted most friendly in my senior class of high school, <laughs> I was never invited to the cool parties. I was yeah I can't I cannot believe that
4: Carrie why? because not that I ever was able to throw a cool party in high school <laughs> I don't know but if I had ever thrown a cool party you would have been at the top of my list <laughs> I can't believe that
2: I was never invited because I was such a rule follower and the people who were you know participating in the cool parties you know they were doing things that yeah. they probably shouldn't have been doing and I was never invited to those Um I I was highly involved in my church youth group And when the doors were open at church, I was there with youth, and I was a leader, and I knew all the right answers, and it was a social event for me, and I was a good kid. But honestly, this was the beginnings of my false courage because I remember one day I was standing at my locker, and I think I was either a junior or a senior in high school, and a friend of mine, an acquaintance, um, we played uh, sports together, and she she came to our church sometimes. Um, she said, "Carrie, gosh, there's just something so different about you. I just don't know what it is." And you know what, guys? I really didn't know what it was either. I I professed to be a Christian. I I said all the right things. I did all the right things. But, Kathy, much like your story, I could not turn to this young woman and go, you know what the difference in me is? The difference in me is Jesus Christ. I'm following something that you don't, that, 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 that the world tells is, is not right. But, guys, I couldn't verbalize that. And it's nobody's fault. I just didn't really have a relationship with Jesus. I had a youth group. I knew all the right answers, but I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. So I could not tell that beautiful woman what
1: was different about me. You lived in the gap of rules.
2: I did. I lived under this, well, I should do this and I shouldn't do this. And I, you know, and I just, there was, there was nothing freeing about it. Um, you know, and that was close to, I, I th- I'm pretty sure that was my senior year. And then I got offered a spot to play uh, basketball at Southwestern University uh, here in the Hill Country in Georgetown, Texas. And I I, I was like, great, well, I'm going to go play college basketball. And it was a wonderful experience for me. And I, I stepped onto that campus and in, I guess, 1991, in August of 19, 1991, September of 1991, just really not knowing what I didn't know and mm-hmm. I, I I tell like you that. right I didn't know what I didn't know Miss Evelyn I I stepped onto that campus I'd really never been on a lot of college campuses I'd been to Baylor cuz I had gone to like a youth camp there or something but that's the only college campus I'd really been on um And again, I started out as a real follower. They had these things um, called mixers where the girls on our hall would go and have a mixer with a boys hall, right, just to get to know people. It was all innocent, but I didn't go. I literally, I was this real, well, there could be alcohol there. I'm not going. You know, there could be things going on there that I shouldn't participate in. I'm not going to go. And I just stayed in my room. I kind of, it was not my scene, but of course I was making connections on my basketball team. Like they were my girls because we had practice all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I never missed a class. I was always at practice. I was even at optional practices. And wow,
4: right, Kath? yeah i'm like okay so i'm kind of getting a little bit of a picture for your life it was very rigid and regimented and you weren't reaching out and finding your people it was like basketball that was it it was very one-dimensional
2: yeah no that's exactly right and friends um i hope to get to do a series on um lessons for my grandpa pretty soon um i i gave a commencement address a few weeks ago and it was all about lessons from my papa, right? And one of those lessons that I learned from him was to find your people. And uh, he used to go drink coffee at the coffee shop, and and all of that. And those were his people. And 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 listening, friends, if you've got grandkids, if you have kids, if you are a young person that's heading to college soon, here's one thing that I would tell you that that will set you in the right path in the right direction very quickly is to find your people. Get on campus. And find the ones that have the same morals, ethics, and values as you do. Because I did not search out people that had the same morals, ethics, and values as I did. I had my basketball pals, and they were great people. Great people. And and many of those girls are still some of my greatest friends today. But I tell you, they did not have the same morals, ethics, and values as I did. And so for that first semester, I... You know, I, I was still the rule follower. I did everything I was supposed to do. And then started, so that was the, the false courage, right? I, I walked into that college experience with this false courage, like, I got this, right? Like, it's me. I can do this. And then I started seeing the failed connections piece come in. I got to Christmas break of my freshman year. And let me tell you how Christmas break kind of works when you're a college athlete, when you, when you play basketball, you don't go home after finals like the rest of the student body does. You stay on campus. You're practicing. You have games. And we literally got, maybe for Christmas break, about five days off at max. I think the longest Christmas break I've ever had in my life, coaching coaching or playing, was about five or six days. Um, And that's very generous because that's your season. You're playing ball all the time. And so we had, as you can imagine, we had a lot of downtime, Ms. Evelyn. And I had great teammates. And during this time, you know, that first semester, I had attended church a few times, but I didn't make any connections and I didn't keep looking. Well, that first Christmas break, I was offered a sip of alcohol. And that began... A path of very poor decision making for me, and i I can pinpoint it. I remember it exactly. i remember thinking okay what's what's the big deal? all right? when all the other times I had not even put myself in those situations, and now I was in that situation, and I had no backbone, zero, and i didn 't even give it a second thought really, and so i that this started my I guess my um, my poor decisions while drinking, and a lot of my decisions were mostly my poor decisions were mostly in regards to dating and relationships.
1: Well, you know, sometimes you have to find, as you said, your people. You mm-hmm. have to find your purpose, um, and sometimes it takes a long time, and other times it just comes like a freight train. Uh, we are talking today with Kathy. In Boise, Idaho, Kathy's with us and with Carrie Brinkater. Carrie is a national basketball coach winner. <laughs> and I want to say that. It has not ruled her life. But you know what happened when you put pl- rules in place of grace and any gap in life, then you begin to waver. And we're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. Um, I want to pick up your story. Uh, when you went off, you know, thank you had a backbone thinking you were ready for all the new experiences. And then what happened after you took that first sip? Only takes a sip. And it, can, it will take a different course in life. Right after this. Stay with us.
0: Hi, this is John Kotner. And you know, we all can use some happiness... Hope and humor in our lives. I'm talking about the Good News Journal, published by Evelyn Davison. Well, the Good News Journal is free, and you can pick it up at locations across Central Texas, like H-E-B, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries and churches, and it comes out every three months. Now, advertisers and writers interested in having an article published should call 512-249-6535. The Good News Journal, providing good news for the greater Austin and surrounding areas for 23 years. And now with more than 66,000 in circulation. Go to goodnewsjournal.net. That's goodnewsjournal.net.
4: Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression, have rebellious kids, or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on Shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with.
5: Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be of. Proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com.
4: And welcome back, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Love Talk. And joining me in studio in Austin, Texas, today is our beautiful love lady, Evelyn Davison, (laughs) and our incredible coach, Carrie Brinkater. And we've been working through this series on the gaps of life, talking about those empty places that can be your appointed place if you're a God's anointed person fulfilling God's appointed purpose. And Carrie, I love it today. You are getting, uh, very transparent and open with us. And so you, you walked us through your upbringing, just an incredible, incredibly godly, loving parents and, and parents that really did have a relationship with the Lord and that raised you in a house that was filled with love and, and respect not only for God but for one another and but they did teach you God's ways and and um and te- taught you God's uh you know the rules that he has for us to follow and um so you were definitely you picked up on the rules you were a rule follower and um and and so you said in high school you didn't get invited to any of those cool parties um but you were a model athlete you were a model student and when you went to college, you had this false courage that, that you could handle it, that you were going to be able to do this thing. And you had all of these, um, a checklist of rules that you could follow, but you didn't have that relationship with the Lord uh, to give you, as you said, that strong backbone when you were in some of these tempting situations. And so you said the first, let's call it the first cool party that you went to over Christmas um, you were offered a, a sip of alcohol, of course, it's Christmas. you're gonna celebrate. Why wouldn't you have alcohol right? I mean that's that's obviously um, what what the world would want to to teach us and and um, so what happened next? You accepted that sip of alcohol and what did that lead to? Well,
2: I'll tell you what I was never one of those people that could just take one sip and be good like like just be okay, yeah all right, sweet no it, it
1: Let's party huh? it
2: led to um, binge drinking blackouts um, driving places that I should have never been driving. it led to me waking up places going where's my car um where are my friends um it it was not friends I'm telling you it was not a good situation and now this this lasted now this started uh, you know my freshman year but I'm I'm gonna kind of fast forward. And this lasted about two years, how I was living this life. And right around this time, I uh, had a boyfriend um that I had just started dating, but yet I was still doing many of these things behind his back, even. And it was it it was just a lifestyle that was mentally and physically exhausting. So if you can imagine trying to continue to be a college athlete and and I was I was lucky blessed enough to uh come in that my freshman year and I gained a starting position on the team and I was team captain. And so what the heck was I doing as team captain condoning this type of behavior um not only with myself but just my teammates and it it was just not a good place. I was so embarrassed, and if you can imagine, I, I was embarrassed in front of my family because I I didn't want to let my parents down. I mean, even to this day, you know, that, that's the last thing that I would ever want is to disappoint my parents. Just those words coming out of my mouth, you can probably tell, that, that makes me emotional. If nothing else, I didn't want to disappoint my parents. So I'm putting up this front, you know, Whenever I'm out in public, that I've got it all together, and you know I can do this and I can handle this, and you know school, I still didn't miss class. I managed to make it to class, but I was so embarrassed about my personal life that I continued to not make real connections with people. And now, Carrie, I have I have a question
4: for you because I mean you said that it was like you were leading a double life, and. I mean, as a Christian, I know that God will not allow that to continue, right? I mean, because he's not going to allow his name to be drugged through the med. And I always tell my girls this. I say, girls, if you're, if you're doing something that you're not supposed to be doing, it is always better for you to come and tell mommy and daddy yourselves because mm-hmm. one way or another, God will make sure that we find out. And so as you're talking through this about leading a double life, I'm thinking, okay. God somehow had to make sure that her mom and dad found out about this.
2: Well, it's it's very true, and it, yeah, I. Sadly enough, when people outside of my family would would call me on things, they would. I would vehemently deny what I was doing. I would lie to their face, and I would say, "No, no, I'm good. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? I'm I'm good." You know, thank goodness during that time period, the early 90s, we didn't have cell phones and social media. Praise the Lord, because that would have been horrible. <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't have that. But, Kathy, you're right. My mom found out, and um, I won't go into that story about how she found out. But she found out, and she wrote me a letter. And that was back whenever we used to write letters to people. And it came to my 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 college she came to my mailbox at school and she knew that I was hiding a secret life and this was her way of trying to confront me and I read this heartfelt letter my mom poured out her soul to me it was gut-wrenching and in all my selfishness and that's what it was friends In all my selfishness and all my pride and all my sin I couldn't even see that my mom my mom was reaching out to me she was trying to to give me a bridge and her words just made me angry I I I never read that letter to anybody else and I'm sure I didn't keep it because I've never seen it again I I probably threw it away but I remember saying to myself something like I'll continue to do whatever I want to do. I'm not hurting anyone else. Mm -hmm. Nobody else is affected by my actions. It's my life, and if I want to continue this behavior, I'm going to.
1: Well, you know, that's the deepest you can go in a pit or in Mm -hmm. a gap uh, because you're behind closed doors, and you're searching what? What were you searching for?
2: I don't know what I was searching for, Miss Evelyn. I I tell you what, I wasn't finding it. But I I, I didn't even realize, and this is what I want our listening friends to know, is I didn't even realize that I was pushing people away. Mm -hmm. When people would call me on my behavior, I was so entrenched in it that I would just lie about it. I didn't even see that I was pushing people away that truly loved me and truly cared about me. And so I pushed friends away, I I pushed teammates away, and I just had shallow relationships with people, right? I stepped onto the basketball court, I did what I was supposed to do, I tried to be a leader, but I'm sure that there were times when my teammates didn't respect me, Um, you know, and and it was all because I was leading this double life and I couldn't even admit it. Miss Evelyn mm-hmm. whereas you know my friends, my, my teammates, and some of my friends they would just openly admit what they were, what they were doing they didn 't have any any reservations about just saying who they were, but i couldn 't come to grips with who I was and who I was becoming because I knew i shouldn 't be there, and I knew i shouldn 't be in this place
1: that 's a deep hole uh, it 's a dry well uh, when you cut yourself off to the to the point that you did. Well, and, you, no, and you, I'm I, sorry,
4: I, Kathy. Go
1: ahead.
4: Sorry, I was going to say, you know, I think that one of the things that the enemy uses is guilt and shame to isolate us. And so, I mean, I how how did this how did this ever get turned around?
2: Well, it was definitely a process, and um, I can't. I just, there There's several stories that I could tell along this journey that. You know, like you said, Kathy, the Lord did not let me continue in this lifestyle. And... I started dating my future husband right before my senior year the man I've now been married to for 23 years mm. and so I settled down with the with the partying and all that and it was going to be my senior year in college and I I wanted it to be my best year yet on the basketball court I wanted to prove something um I don't know I guess to myself I I wanted to continue to to have great academic success. And so I, I settled down, um, and I, I wanted to start to feel for the first time, but I, I didn't even know how to do this, really. I, I didn't feel like I was worthy of being loved because I was so dirty. And I I didn't even really know who I was, and so I didn't even know how somebody else could love me if I didn't even know who I was
1: Yes. or love yourself
2: around some people, Miss Evelyn, I was miss Carrie the Christian and around other people. I was Carrie the basketball player and around other people. I was Carrie the partier and around other people. I was Carrie the great student and the, the one who loved her family. But oh, who was I? I couldn't mesh all of these worlds worlds together. Was I the carried that, that partied was, I, the Carrie that professed to be a Christian, I just didn't know who I was. And for years, friends, for years, I carried around that guilt. I got married without telling my husband many of the things that I had done and that I wasn't proud of. I got married carrying all of that around guilt that I couldn't be good enough, guilt that I had wrecked my purity, guilt that I had wasted years of my life, guilt that I'd let my family down. I literally pushed all this away for years. And, and listening, friends, I just want to say this again. Today is the first time I've put all of this together in one place. And it's this is not easy for me. This is not easy for me to, to talk about all of this because now it's out there. But I tell you what, a verse that's meant a lot to me over the last few years is 1 Corinthians one twenty six through 29. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. Now, I'm sure we could have a great theological discussion over these verses because there's so many deep things in these verses. But the thing that caught me, is that God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things of this world and that's how I looked at myself I looked at myself as lowly and despised yet I was trying to that was behind closed doors yet in the open I put on a face that was pretty and beautiful and and, and all put together now I don't want to say that I was depressed or that I was that I You know, had an epiphany, but these verses really spoke to me, friends. When we come back from our break, to um, after, after we hear from our beautiful sponsors, I'll tell you how all of this changed into for my false courage, my failed connections, changed into forgiveness and change. Right after this.
3: Hi, this is Steve Washburn, Pastor at First Baptist Church Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new thirty-three thousand square foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel O'Clue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville.
0: They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call Casa at 334-7300.
3: Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellis and Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch.
4: Friends, this is Kathy and DeBron calling in from Boise, the Idaho. In studio today, our coach, Carrie Green Gator, and our beautiful Miss Evelyn Davison. And we are talking about the gaps of life and stepping into those gaps um, as God's appointed person, stepping into God's appointed place for God's appointed purpose. And we're talking about some girly gaps, God uh, taking and changing into some great gaps, getting up close and personal with our own coach, Carrie Brinkater. And Carrie, you've shared so much. I cannot possibly uh, summarize it. I will just tell our listening friends, if you are stepping into this program now, um, if your Saturday has gotten away from you and you are just now uh, tuning in, I would encourage you uh, this week, go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and listen to this full show. Carrie, I love and just so respect that you're sharing so openly to reach out to Um, young college women and and young college men as well that are going through um, that difficult transition in college and and even individuals that um, are just doing some things that they should not be doing and are covered in guilt and and shame because that can be such a a deep, deep pit. And so you've talked about the, the false courage and those failed connections And and being in that deep pit of shame and guilt. But then the one thing I love about God is when we're in that pit that we cannot get out of, he's the one with the ladder. And so you were in this place and God answered and God provided that ladder. What happened next?
2: Well, 2 Timothy 2.22 kind of happened next. Uh, Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Here I was married, carrying around all this guilt. And for another show, we'll talk about the beginnings of my marriage and how we struggled because we were not... Living in a way um, that edified Christ or honored Christ, but yet I kept looking to my parents' relationship and I kept looking back to that, going, I want that, I want to be married for 50 years. My parents have been married for 50, almost 52 years. Like I, I want that. How do I get that? And okay, so we didn't start out on the right foot, but how do we get there? And so my husband and I started attending church, and. We've been married about four years, and we heard a sermon about confessing your past mistakes and leaving them at the cross. Now, let me say that again. Confessing your past mistakes. Friends, that's hard. It's really, really hard. When you start having to say with your mouth, Lord, please forgive me when I, when I, when I fail you. Lord, please forgive all of those things. You know, when you literally start naming them one by one, friends, that was really hard. And this sermon series, it encouraged us to write things down. And so I did on these little scraps of paper. I wrote it down. But what was so freeing was that the next week I took those scraps of paper and I laid them at the foot of the cross. I put them at the bottom of this cross. Some people nailed them to the cross. I just, I literally just wanted to throw them at the cross. All of that stuff, all of that junk, all of that pain, all of that guilt, all of that ugliness. First John 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 Peter 5.7 Casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. That's what I did. I just, I laid it all right there. I put it all there. The second part of the sermon was don't pick them back up. Mm. Once you confess those things with your mouth and you lay them at the foot of the cross, Jesus doesn't want you to go back and pick them back up, friends. And that's what I've been doing for years. I could say, Lord, Lord, I'm crying out to you. I'm changing. I'm trying to be this different person. But I kept picking up that junk and telling myself, yeah, well, yeah, yeah you're not good enough. You're, you're, that's right. You know, it, you deserve this because you did those things. Friends, that's not the place God wants to live. He doesn't want to, He doesn't want us to live in that junk that we're laying at the foot of the cross. 2 Corinthians 5. 17 and 18. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, and the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled himself to us and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So, friends, we talk a lot on this show about forgiving others. We've done series about how to forgive someone who's wronged you. I think last summer we did a whole series on that it was time for me to forgive myself it was time for me to to look at those things and go you know what that's a carry you're not proud of that's a carry that um was an absolute wreck so how does that carry move forward and this was just a real turning point. And, you know, it was kind of a stake in the ground. You kind of have those moments, Miss Evelyn, mm-hmm. in your life, Kathy, in your life where you look and you go, uh, okay, that's a turning point. Kathy, for you, it was around a, a barbecue in Australia where some friends called you out and, and you didn't know how to express your faith. For me, th- this was it. This was a sermon in a church. I didn't even feel worthy of being in the church. It felt like a hypocrite. And the pastor said, bring it all to the cross. And that's what I did, Miss Evelyn. I wrapped up all that junk and I took it there. And that was the beginning of letting go of the false courage, mm-hmm. of letting go of the failed connections, and really starting to believe that I could forgive myself. And I could start walking in a path of change. And now pulling a husband through this as well, it was a very freeing experience for both of us. Um, I'm not going to say that it was easy. I'm not going to say that it wasn't painful because it was. If you can imagine um, having to tell your spouse some things that you're not proud of. And you know, Miss Evelyn, I know that the Lord allowed me to walk through these places, like you said, like you asked me earlier. I've used so many of these examples to over the years to help mentor young women. You know, being a college basketball coach for fourteen years, I, I think I probably saw um myself in many, many women. And then I saw who I wanted to be mm-hmm. at that age in many, many women, right? And um What beautiful young women are searching for is they're just searching for a purpose and searching for a path. And if my pain and my path could help one person over the years, then boy, it was worth it because I know that there's been many young women out there who've said, coach, did you ever go through anything like this? Well, as a matter of fact, I did. Let me help you. Let me share my story with you. Let me tell you how I got to where I am today. And so, friends, I, I would just encourage you that if, that if you're walking through a place right now that feels ugly, that feels filled with self-shame, um, self-guilt, I, I would encourage you to pick up your Bible and I would encourage you to get on your knees. The other thing that I would encourage you to do is to stop beating yourself up comes a point in time Miss Evelyn when we have to just look at it and go okay I'm done with that mm-hmm. I'm so tired of feeling that now I'll also tell you this that it took me a while to let people in I've never been a person that had really close friendships I always just kind of bebopped around and I think that's because especially in college Miss Evelyn I was so embarrassed about who I was right I pushed mm-hmm. everyone away and so to and to allow people to really love me for who I was, was a new experience. And, and now I I can say that I have some beautiful friendships, some beautiful relationships, and I'm proud of those. And I let people in and I let people see the ugly too. I don't have to be embarrassed about the ugly. We're all normal until you get to know us. (laughs) And I think that that's everyone. So friends, um, you know, I just I would I would ask you today, what does your gap look like today?
1: Well, you know, that's a question I know a lot of people are asking themselves today, and and we're worldwide in that regard. Uh, what would you offer those who are living in a gap like you all, like you lived in, Kathy? there, um, Carrie, there is a way out. And the way is Jesus Christ, the way is the cross, and that cross is empty, but it's loaded with all of our burdens, all of our cares as we cast it on him.
2: Absolutely. And we can take all of those cares and all of our burdens and lay them at the cross friends. It's simple it's as simple as the ABCs. A admit that you're a sinner, Romans three twenty three for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm a perfect example of that. We've all sinned, we've all fallen short and all we have to do is admit it and that's what i did that day when i admitted all of those things and i said them out i wrote them on paper and i got rid of them b believe that jesus christ is god's son that he came as a baby that he led a life as both fully god and fully man that he died on a cross to take those sins from us praise the lord and that he rose again on a third day for it to give us a free gift of salvation for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And see, it's just confess your faith in Jesus Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I would encourage you, friends. Once you get rid of that guilt, once you get rid of that shame, once you get rid of all that pain and you lay it at the foot of of the cross, just turn around and never look back at it. Turn around and never look back. Know that that's in the past that Jesus wants you to look forward. He wants you to embrace those that love you. He wants you to live a life filled with joy and peace and to get rid of the regrets I know it sounds simple, friends. If you have any questions about it, call us on the love line at 512-249-6535. You can find us on lovetalknetwork.com. We'd love for you to go there and find our archives and listen to our past shows on how God meets us in the places where we are. He met me in that gap, friends, and he called me to be God's appointed person. And I couldn't be more thankful. Thank you for listening to my story today, friends. Kathy, thank you for joining us from Boise, Idaho. We love you so much. And as always, for Miss Evelyn Davison, I am Coach Carrie Brinkator. Thank you for joining us on Love Talk and we'll see you next Saturday.